kid. Yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you already know what time it is. What's going on, world? <laughs> I don't even say nothing anymore at this point. Come on, kid. They love it. <laughs> Who they, told you that? Huh? Who fucking told you <laughs> the that? The streets. The streets say they love the rats are on the streets, Mike. Hey, somebody love it. That's why we're gonna keep doing it. What's going <laughs> on, world? It's your boy Soulful Mike back at it again. New episode of the Soul Searching Podcast. Uh, before we go any further, you rate, you review, and you subscribe. You give us five Rated. stars. Anything less than five stars, you are a hater. Your mom didn't raise you right. Let's be honest about it. Yes, even down to the decimal. Down to the decimal. Your whole family tree is whack and withered if you don't give us the five stars. Let's be real about that. At this point, I stop even accepting the fact that five stars is not right or anything that's less. It. That's it. It's Sorry. only five stars. That's it. Now, I would say we have a special guest in the building, but that's like kind of an understatement because this is family, right? That's what I'm saying. This, this is, is this is this is front of the show. Once you once you get an extra invite back, it's like we we rock with you. He's a, he's a good person, but you gotta wait to introduce yourself. Kid, do your joint. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. You know what's up when I'm rolling up. Mm-hmm. It's the golden soul with the swollen toes. Kid tests the mother approved. Queensbridge from the womb to the tomb. One kicks in the baby in the mother's womb. It's popping with the populace. Namaste. Peace to the gods and the earth. Yeah, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Nastier than the coronavirus. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, man. That was that. Come on, man. Come on, man. That was. That's not cool. I work in Corona. That's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah, keep that over there, bro. Like I said, we have That's uh, not cool. a friend of the show in the building. Please introduce yourself, my brother. What's good, y'all? Sean Paper Chaser Williams from OSD Social Studies. Back here with the fam on the Soul Searching Podcast. Again, what is this, like, part four? It has to be. At this point, yeah. <laughs> I think it legitimately is part four, I think. Yeah, we're just working on a Star Wars series right Let's now. Let's do it. How I many they got? Eight? It'd be better than the... <laughs> Whatever. We're not going to have I don't watch Star Wars, so you can tell me. I don't know. I don't watch that thing. I never watched you missing out, man. I'm good with the Mandalorian though. I'm good with that. I'm with you on that. The Mandalorian is fire. Was that baby Yoda? Yeah. Uh, he's but not, not, he's not a baby fire. Yoda. What is he? He's, he's a clone. He's not a baby no, I Yoda. Again, I don't. Whatever, we're not gonna have this. I'm ignorant. I don't I We don't, can't don't, spoil don't, it for the non-Star Wars people yes. who like to watch stuff like this. Yeah, I don't I have Alright, we're gonna get started with this rocking out. <laughs> what we have here for starters. Yeah. The strange love SBs are coming back. Hmm. Now, retail for these are a hundred dollars. Kid, I'm gonna start with you. Come on, man. It's a rock. It's a rock. Easy rock. Easy rock. First off, I'm really feeling like pink this year. I'm I'm into like bright colors. I'm trying to express myself with my shoes as much as possible this year. Amron vibes. Yeah, you know. I'm not mad at it. No, whatever. You feeling flea? It bees like that. You feeling flea? I'm not mad at it. And for I mean for a hundred dollars, like you can't beat that. There's a lot of not at all. There's a lot of good quality that's in the shoe. Like the the, the clear sole with the little like sprinkle joints in the bottom. It's hard. It's hard. That velvet on the top. It's a hard pair of shoes. Like I you like got, it. it's definitely a rock for me. I I can't be mad at this at all. Sean, how you feel about these? <laughs> <laughs> It's a hard pass. Yeah, it's a hard pass, man. I'm too old to wear shoes like that, man. I can't show up anywhere walking, rocking pink and red shoes with velour on them. Why not? It just can't be done. Uh, <laughs> it just can't be done. Yeah, it can't be done. It just can't be done. Not by a person my age. So, so wait, wait. So when was the cutoff for you then age-wise? But you was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. 
I never rocked a shoe like that mm-hmm. ever, but I would have to say that possibility for any reason, right. be it if I had to wear it for an event or whatever situation, that that probably that cutoff was probably like fifteen to seventeen years ago. Oh, okay, fair enough. Not mad at it. This is a rock. Listen, I wear my Valentine's Day up tempo still, man. Hard, hard. <laughs> I, don't I, wear, gotta... I don't wear any. Valentine's Day theme sneakers. Nothing pink? You got no pink shoes? Nothing? Not to one. Why not? What's wrong with a pink shoe? I'm just not gonna rock a pink shoe. It's just not me. <laughs> not mad at it. I can't be mad I, at I'll it. save all my philosophies for the origins of the color pink for another show. <laughs> now, see, now, now I gotta go do some digging again, you see? And when I do that, I find another conspiracy theory. So and, then, happens, and then we end up in it. fucking Antarctica. <laughs> Oh, he didn't oh, hear about Antarctica. Yes, ah, yeah. You don't know about Antarctica. I yes. did not. Yes, ah, that's oh, is, it, is he going Area Fifty One? It's going to be some shit. It's going to be some shit. But it's some true shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll save it for the end yes. of the show. For me, this is a rock. I love these. I think these are dope. For a hundred dollars, bring them out every maybe 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 twice a year probably. Yeah, you can't really be mad. Yeah, that. like twice a year. I like these for like a hundred dollars. But hundred cash, I'm not. I'm not mad. Listen, you could be spending it on a, a bad date. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's expensive, dig. $100. Um, listen. Where are we going? <laughs> she ordered the lobster. All right. It's a super <laughs> at Applebee's, sir. <laughs> okay. My logic is if I'm spending money on your Valentine's Day, I'm not like, yes, I'm not going to be cheap. We anyway, do the 20, so we do the matinee movie. Come on, man, this you got do better, man. What's wrong with that? <laughs> do better, bro. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> you, did the, you didn't think that's the problem, <laughs> kid. You, you do thought know, that you was going to get through with that, <laughs> kid. You do know he's wearing a hoodie that says chopped cheese, Kennedy fried, Dollar Arizona, right. and four wings with fried rice and extra. I'm duck from sauce. the largest <laughs> projects in the continental U.S. Can't nobody tell me that I'm not hood. That ain't <laughs> the point. <laughs> So that's not the point. What is Mike's problem? Listen, I'm just Listen, saying. Mike, we'll have this conversation we'll have another conversation time. Jeez. To be continued. Y'all need to get on these rocks tendencies. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we are going to move on to the next shoe. Next shoe. What we have here is the newest in Nike technology, the Air Max 270 React Edition. Now, we have a vault orange uh, a nice light blue colorway for these. Now, retail for these is going to be 170. Sean, I'm going to start with you. Rock and knock on these. Um, I'm overreact. You're done with it. Um, I'm literally sitting here wearing a pair. This will probably be the only pair that I ever own. Right. Those are LMA 87s, right? Yeah. Comfort- um, comfortable or no? They're they're pretty decent. Okay. They're pretty decent. I wouldn't put them on a the level of boost from Adidas, but. Yeah, that's good. really hard to beat. Boost is the pinnacle. Like that's yeah, that's hard. That, that's where it's at. And React is actually that's what it is. It's actually Nike's reaction to boost. to boost. Exactly, it's <laughs> so, in the name. So, um, very transparent, Nike. But I mean, you know, when you see Air run it, Zoom run it, mm-hmm. you know, Shocks run it, you know, you see so many different, you know, a lot of cushioning stuff. systems and everything that just gets run to the ground, uh-huh. like. I'm just over it. Like no, you, no. you catch with Nike, you catch what they've given you early when it's good, before they throw out enough for you to hate it. That's why them joy rides ain't moving. Them joy rides been sitting and they've been dropping the price and ain't no one touching them bean bags. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not doing them. the 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 gymboree bean bags. Under my feet. <laughs> it's not it. It's not it. I, I never no. understood the concept of those in the first place. Like 
What about that? It was supposed to be a shock absorbing system in different parts of the it's supposed to be the same particles as boost, just loose. It's not right. it, Chief. Yeah, good try. It's not it, Chief. All right, so these are not. Yeah, that's a Negatroid. Okay. I mean, um, again. Super not. All right. Kid. <laughs> yeah. Do it. <laughs> Do it, kid. Yes. <laughs> Listen, Mike. Do it. <laughs> Don't do this right now. Is, is it a rock? It's an absolute rock. I know it is. <laughs> it's an absolute rock. I told you I had some for you. Listen. <laughs> they're hard, man. <laughs> they're hard. Um, I'm not mad at the colors, man. Uh-huh. I'm not mad. Like, I get me a nice little Mets jersey. See? Uh, you got plans already for it. Man, Listen. he does. He got for you copy these. Listen, I'm a visual artist. I see yeah. everything in my head. I'm like, gonna, I'm before. See these on his Listen. They're fire. I'm not mad at these at all. I don't have any React sneakers right now. I, I wouldn't be mad if these were my first. First pair for React. I wouldn't be too too mad at it. It's a rock. Yeah, yeah. They're cool. These are a rock for me, but not at 170. Cause Wait, I, what? Because I know no how much are. Wait, they? hold on. Yeah, geez. they're 170. Oh, that changes <laughs> Never mind, mine. <laughs> Yes, one seventy. I think you might have to disclose the price early on. No, I said one seventy. I did. I didn't say it. If I didn't say it, I'm sorry. (laughs) One seventy, bro. Yeah. No, I probably wasn't paying attention. But nah, that's never mind. That's not. That's why I said when the price drops, because no one's gonna buy them off rip. So when they go down to about one ten, a hundred dollars, I cop. Well, the the price, the pricing makes sense when you look at. The architecture of the tooling it has a combination of air and react, right? Which is not mad at that. Right now, that's their their that's dog the and pony show, right? Air and react is the two mm-hmm. revenue yeah. generators for them. That extra big two seventy bubble, and you know the react cushioning is just exactly what they trying to get the numbers up on. So mm-hmm. it's not a surprise that it's one seventy, not at all. Not, not mad at it. I'm just not paying it. Yeah. I think not for nothing though. Little hot take. I think if this was the Travis Scott pair that's supposed to come out, they'd fly would, off the shelf. These would go off the shelf. They'd fly if off these the, the fucking shelf. Yeah, but they're not going to be out at the Travis. Travis Scotts are not going to be at the numbers that these are, no, and not these at are going to sit and put all the retailers under pressure. Yep. to try and move them. They're gonna have to drop the price on these, and when they do, I will be around. Yep. I can't wait. Get these yep. for hundred. Keep them on ice for the summer. All right, we're going to move on. Ronnie Feig. Ronnie Feig? Ronnie Feig? What is it? Is it Feig? Fig? Listen, uh, I don't know. I've heard so many I'm people say it so many different ways. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to say He talks about himself in the third person. He calls himself Ronnie, so. That's okay, Ronnie. Ronnie. All right, Ronnie. So. What we have here is his latest collaboration with New Balance. Mm-hmm. Decided to do two pair of 1700s. So he kept it true to him where we get a solid colored toe block. And then we switch to a whole other color throughout the base of the shoe. So we have a light blue and pink version, and then a navy, I guess a regular blue with navy blue and a black toe. So, kid, I'm gonna start with you. Rock a knock on either one of these. Um, hmm. that's that's a. Mm. I, I wish people could see my face. It's a rock. It's a both or just one. Just one. Which Just one? The navy. The navy. The navy blue. The navy blue. Okay. The navy. Um, the the um powder blue pink pair. It's just not not me. I know I have like I just said 
I'd rock like pink shoes and stuff or whatever. Um, but not this. I one. don't know. For some reason, they're not speaking to me the the same way that these navies are. Um, they they could be like a nice little relaxed fall shoe. Something. Some New balances in general always remind me of like the fall for some reason. Like they, mm-hmm. I, I I can smell the apple cider coming out of these. <laughs> <shoes>. <laughs> so, uh, like oh, that was awesome. <laughs> it's 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 a rock. I, I would hold these off until like the first day of school. Nice little flex for. You know, during right. my new semester in school. Very but cool. yeah, it's a rock. All right, so one, a partial rock. Yeah. Sean, rock and knock on either of these. None, because he didn't use my favorite model. Which is? The MT580 with roll bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me do the Google A real quick. Hold on. Gotta use the MT580 with hey. the roll bar, not with that uh, rev light. That New Balance is using now, MT. where they took out the roll bar and put Revlite in its place. MT580 with roll bar, R O L L B A R. That but is the you, ultimate New Balance sneaker. For me. Right, but you also have to take in consideration who he's selling these sneakers to. Oh, he stopped selling sneakers if anybody over thirty. I mean, yeah, like that, all sneaker companies. Anybody over thirty, sneakers aren't made for you unless they're running shoes or golf sneakers. Right. That's it. Golf shoes and sneakers. That's it. So these conversations aren't even for me. <laughs> but but as someone, no, I'm not mad at them at all. They're beautiful. But someone who's been in the business so long, yeah, no, I understand. I'm just totally like, if you gave me those, I'd give them away. Really, I would totally give them away. Neither All right. Well, so we got we got listeners. Uh, if you wanna, you know, give a size eleven. Halfway, <laughs> there you go. So Sean, you can you give know? him a pair, and then he'll give them to somebody else for you. He might give them to someone named Kid. Okay. Yep. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe a half size bigger. This <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was some Bronx shit. Yep. I, fuck with that. I fuck with that though. <laughs> got to swoop in real quick. <laughs> um. All right. So we got straight knock. We got a partial rock. It's a partial rock for me too. I like the light blue with the really? mint. Yeah, I actually like that one. Really. I've been like, you know what it is? I've been planning for summer in my brain so much. So it's like everything that I've been looking for has been like geared towards summertime. Yo, my brain is six months ahead, man. Summer's over for me. Summer's <laughs> done. <laughs> you back to work already? Summer's done already. Jesus Christ. All the, you back to work already? I got all the music videos I need to plan done in my head. I'm done. That's it. Summer's over. You done moved ahead already. I'm Goodness already gracious. in fall 2020. Oh, you you ready? Look, so y'all both in the same time, man. I'm a little bit behind y'all then. All right. Now, this is one of my favorite parts of the week. The unanimous knock of the week. This ain't it, Chief. Now. Let's see. Let's see. I hope I say let's the man name right. His name is Kang-Hook. Kang-Hook? Kang-Hook? Come on, man. I don't know how to say the man's name. Kang-Yuk? Kang-Yuk, I guess. I don't know. But what we have here, the name of the shoe is the Kang-Yuk Reebok Advanced Concepts SRS Zig. Now, this dude is a South Korean visionary. And this shoe was designed by the Royal College of Art Graduates, Kind Yuk Choy and Saigok Yo, Sean. let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Mike. Uh-huh. Why do you always do this? Why do you always, why do you always do this? What? Why do you get people that like in schools and shit just trying to figure this shit out? Listen, why do you do this to people? It was spotlighted to me. So it's only right that I shared the spotlight Chief, the same that man. they want. So what they have done with this shoe is... They have put plastic bags. Literally. 
There are people walking out of your shit. And they work on it. Kid, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, kid, kid has left the building. Yeah, he's left the building. I apologize. He's officially walked out. So, yeah, what we have is this plastic bags over this. And then the soul units that work in the background to provide energy return. I'm reading this right off the of sneaker news, by the way. What the fuck is energy return? Huh? Elaborate that. And then it has well, white synthetic... Well, energy return is a real thing. When you walk, it bounces back the, These shoes, however... <laughs> I don't know sure. if so, these are the shoes I'm looking for energy return in. <laughs> so we're not, we not feeling these right here? No, nah, these, these is not it. <laughs> they have strips of... What is it? It says strips of... Uh, <laughs> I wish, I, you know I, what I wish? I'm going to tell you what I wish. I wish Sneaker News and anybody else like them uh-huh. would give some real shine to students who are really putting in work at organizations like Pencil. Yes. That instead of showcasing this trash. Because this is basura. I mean, no disrespect to whoever my folks are at Reebok who yes. work with these students on this. I get the effort. I get the, you know, trying to cultivate the next generation of talent and all that. But... That ain't it. This ain't it. And Pencil's been doing it for 10 years. And folks like Sneaker News need to get up off their high horse and really just cover the next generation of talent that's really putting in real work, making real, functional, likable footwear for us to wear. The Asics that came out this year are hard from Pencil Academy. Very dope. That red pair especially. Oh, it's a lot more. It's a lot more. Uh, but hey. I just don't. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it, Chief. That's, that, that's, not, that's not going to inspire me to support the next generation of talent looking not at doing that. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What perplexes me is that Sneaker News is saying that these are a three and a half. Out of five? Out of five. But wait, but wait. Why does their rating even matter? That's a valid point. Mm-hmm. But my like, I'm interested in... What standards are they rating these sneakers in in the first place? Ultimately, it doesn't matter. If you feel like a sneaker is trash, you feel like a sneaker is trash. I get that. These are the people visiting the website. But, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Are, am, am I out of touch? Am I just not? Am I just not if I'm out of touch, I never want to be back in touch. If this is what's in yeah, touch, I'll, I never want to be back. I'll stay in a coma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't bring me back. <laughs> I'm all the way good. Because these right here, these ain't it. I don't understand why they. Mm. I mean, this this whole plastic bag recyclable, all this that concept's been used already by students here in America right. to make shoes. Right. So why, because it came from somewhere overseas, are we making news of this? That makes it more valid. I don't know for for somebody for who. Not foreign, me. Foreign mar- markets make more money. I will say that. I'm not saying that I agree necessarily. Those ain't gonna move though. I don't think no one's buying those. Unless it's one of them, maybe them high fashion, like nerds that's like, oh, you don't understand, you don't see the vision kind of people, I guess. Get tripped. It, that, that, that's what I think. That's what I say. That's. This just wasn't. So we agree. Unanimous not man. though. This, this, this is why we do this. <sighs> Unanimous. No, Mike. Listen, I keep telling this you. This is not why we do this. Yes. I'm convinced every episode, I'm convinced what? more and more that you are a fucking sadist. No. <laughs> I think you get some sort of sick Bronx pleasure in making no. people uncomfortable listen, in here. Listen, what, what I'm trying to do is, and I've nah, said this before. Nah, nah, listen. 
I don't want to bond with you that way. Why not? I'm building camaraderie <laughs> with the whackness. Mike. Because <laughs> there's a lot of whackness. When we bond, I, I bring you to sneaker cons. <laughs> I bring you to my studio to take pictures. When you want to bond, you show me this. I don't think that this is a reciprocal <laughs> type of friendship. There's nothing wrong with it, man. Listen, there's two sides to every coin. I don't want that coin. <laughs> That's what he said. The coin That's is what I'm out of here. I don't accept <laughs> coins. Okay, I'm cryptocurrency. This is there's All no right, sides to go. that. You got a mine, and this is me mining. Mining. <laughs> 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 These shoes are gonna be mined on the yeah. ground, just like your philosophy with this. This is not it, G. Oh, man. But uh, we all agree. Unanimous knock of the week, though. No one's absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, this would... If, if OSD was still around, those would definitely be a what-the-fuck show. You see? Definitely. It, that was the whole... Problem. See, he gets it. That was totally, gets totally it. been. I get it. I just don't understand why it needs to be got. Because. Just that's cause. not... That, that, <laughs> The, 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 the question is, what's with your frequency of this occurrence? That's what Kid wants to know. It's okay, man. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. I don't understand, sir. No, <laughs> it's, that's that wasn't cool. We have oh, we gotta have right. a conversation with Sean. Yes, sir. Because <laughs> this man has been doing a lot of great work. Been a little busy. Ve- no, 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 no. We're not gonna undersell it. You've been very busy. Just a little busy. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not. T- I'm not accepting that today. Okay. Maybe his little is a lot for us. Right it now. is. It, it, he's really busy. I have to make my first million this year. So you see, these are goals. These are goals I that have we need to. to try for. I gotta ask. Yes, sir. The idea for the from the foot up, the feet up. When, where did that even? Start at. Oh man. The this is the gift and the curse to that question. Mm -hmm. The mini doc series just came out where I actually explained that in the premiere episode. Right. And I want people to watch it. Tell them when they can watch it. (laughs) Um it's actually an IGTV mini doc series, so you can go on Instagram at tour T-O-U-R underscore F T F U. Um episode two is up now. Um, basically what we did for the mini doc series is a lot of the major contributors to the exhibit have their own episode where they all talk about their contribution and what the significance of the exhibit meant to them. Um, but basically the long and short of it was, is I discovered that the Port Authority bus terminal has art space. And I'm pretty sure when I saw, you know, I saw some stuff in residence and there was a few people who already had stuff that was showcased in the Port Authority bus terminal already but when you have someone like me walk in with my background you know hip hop sneakers music cars all that stuff mm-hmm. and you see it differently um it instantly brought me to the port authority's role in hip hop and fashion and commuter fashion and you know all of those things that took place in what is now December 15th will be 70 years the Port Authority bus terminal has been open um, so when you think about over 70 years just from the sneaker lover perspective how many pairs of sneakers probably walk through this building in 70 years right countless so, countless. yeah so how do you celebrate that so these are the things that were going on in my head so um, it evolved into being able to celebrate not just sneakers but hip hop because that was also the Port Authority bus terminal was also the conduit through which we left and went and you know right. to college to families houses to wherever mm-hmm. 
with our own style and flair, our hip hop attire, right? Including sneakers. And then there was so much going on in the city, you know, seventies, eighties. There were people who were coming in from Boston, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, you know, other points, you know, further south and somewhat west. They were coming in through the Port Authority bus terminal to come to New York to experience what this hip hop thing was. You know, what clubs to go to, Latin Quarter and, you know, all the clubs that were around. Like people were literally and this was an untold story that people were literally coming out of state through the Port Authority bus terminal to experience all of this. Right. Take it all in. So we did the exhibit to tell that story And it resonated well The original plan was for it to only be um, 60 days That was it The the original was 60 days In the 60 days And the Port Authority judges its public art exhibits And foot traffic through a special matrix That they have based on every section of the building which, of course, because they're a government agency, um, they take they they take you know really these numbers really seriously because it contributes to funding and resources and everything else. So, the original installation where the exhibit was, which people will see in the first couple of episodes of the mini doc, if you haven't seen it already, um, in the fifty-eight days that it was there, we accumulated. 4.1 million people in foot trafficking exposure. That's insane. 58 days. That's there's, there's, and, 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 <clears throat> you know, again, people might say, oh, well, all 4.8 million people probably didn't stop. You don't know what they did. Exactly. 4.8 million people passed through. 4.1 million people experienced that somehow, some way. A glance, a look, an interaction, something. Right. For a public art exhibit this, mm-hmm. yeah. so this wasn't something that went into a museum where you had to pay admission and there's opening and closing hours uh, this was on view 24 7 right. just like the Port Authority you know had mm-hmm. access and just how people used to come to quote unquote All the deuce right. which was also part of the theme was you make it on view for 24 hours 7 days a week just like the city that never sleeps Right. all kind of people come through Anything can happen, mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff did happen. Trust me, let me tell you, nothing crazy, but you know, like just the emotions that the exhibit, you know, well, brought out of people and the interactions. Mm-hmm. And I have never had this many conversations with homeless people, never until they- that exhibit was there. And it got me to, and I've always been conscious of this, but it got me to realizing that. These people who, you know, the average person walks past and looks down on, they weren't always this way. Yeah, right. they've had the experiences. And the exhibit kind of conjured up some better days for a lot of these downtrodden and, and you know, down in their luck people when they saw it. Mm. You know, there were people who were literally telling me, I got this here, can I put it in? I was like, what you got? And they pull out their phone and show me stuff from like the 80s and the 70s. Like, this I got from so-and-so in the Bronx. I was like, wow. That's crazy. So, you know, I say all that to say the 4.1 million counts. Right. It's legit. That's the fact. And if it was in a museum or anywhere with controlled opening, closing hours and pay to get in and everything else, 
those numbers would have never happened but we didn't want it there right we wanted it to be there to embody everything that Times Square 42nd Street deduce the city that never sleeps hip hop music kicks everything is all about right it was in the perfect place for what the theme of the exhibit was so with that being said we reached the end of our exhibit mm-hmm. we're reaching the end because it was opened on June 3rd right. <clears throat> with an incredible panel April Walker Tony Tone from the Cold Crush Brothers living legendary graffiti writer Keo my co-curator Cole D. Wells Milk D from the audio tube that was the opening panel the opening day panel at the Port Authority Bus Terminals Media Room Filmed by ESPN, Young People, Hollywood Shuffle, Google these people, man. You know, this this was a heavyweight panel that we just put the entire thing into context. It was Port Authority brass there. You know, there was, you know, some invited guests and everybody felt, you know, the importance of what the panel was to set the tone for when we opened the exhibit. Right. So when we reached day, we reached close to, you know, the end, 58 days. And Myron Johnson, who's the gentleman who runs all of the music and arts and culture stuff at the Port Authority bus terminal, a brother, shout to him, um, and to Rudy King, another brother, mm-hmm. both were super supportive. They got it from the beginning. So we're reaching the end. And Myron says, we want you to extend it. And <clears throat> me and my co-curator, Cole, Cole Rodriguez, brand a thousand words you guys saw you had the vintage t-shirts and stuff the kiss fm the latin quarter tees all that dope stuff we were like yo what are we gonna do <clears throat> so we already had august booked the the original term was june 3rd to july 31st right we had already had august booked to do things mm-hmm. so when they came to us and told us we got the extension we literally didn't open back up for 30 days almost yeah so we shut down the first floor exhibit where it was and while we were busy you know Disney had hired us to go out and do a small exhibit for Bobito with his new show Sneaker Center yeah. on ESPN I'm not sure if you guys have seen yeah, it on yet ESPN yeah, Plus. that's dope yep. so we went out to Anaheim to Disney's D23 conference to do an exhibit to help promote Bob's show that's fire and then we did a bunch of other things that really booked up August for us Cole did the Beyond the Streets exhibit in Williamsburg he did Joe Conzo's wall there we were already like August was spent right you guys have done already so we had to now take the space that they showed us which was triple the size (laughs) of where we were originally Uh and now we had to make this work so what we did was we went back to the drawing board and then we came up with um being able to put more of an apparel piece in um you know we had some stuff from dapper dan you know we got some stuff from fila we had um expanded and included you know vintage polo from my man prince low from low lives from the hip-hop group ziggy um and then we just expanded on put some turntables in from my boy dj rhino some more vinyl um but the most important piece that we did was we turned it into a content creator space for some of the folks who we know would have valued being able to create content in a space. You guys, you know, Soul Searching was one of those examples. Yep. Um, my man Prince and John's podcast, Been There, Rocked That. They recorded their um, thermal sound waves with um, See True from my man Kev Lawrence. Side note, um, fat shouts to thermal sound waves. Yes. Yep. They were one of the first people to put me and Joey's group 
on their radio show. So fat shouts to them. They play underground music OGs. all the time. Yes. Yep. For years. That's the thing. They certified. So I know people like that, you know, would appreciate being able to create content in this space, in this sort of, you know, hip hop shrine, if you will, kicks and apparel and, you know, all these images and stuff there. So it really turned into that more so for us. We wanted that energy of the content creation through all of you guys who are actually, you know, your soldiers for hip hop content. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was important for us to kind of have that element there, which worked really well. Um, it was a challenge to do that. But once we got it done at the end of the additional 30 days that we were there, so we opened back up on August 30th and we closed on September 30th. And that was an additional, I want to say an additional 5.7 million people in foot traffic and exposure in just the 30 days. That's close to what, a little over 10 million people. So the total in the 88 days was 9.8 million in foot traffic and exposure. Official numbers, certified. And there's not an exhibit in the city that drew that kind of traffic during that span, if ever. And then it's also the first time anyone from a government agency partnered with folks like us to do an exhibit of that kind. Right. And it's also the first time that a major transportation hub anywhere in this country ever showcased shoes and apparel or anything hip hop like that. That's dope, man. So it was it it was a big undertaking, you know, but we took it seriously every step of the way, even when it came to, to, you know, breaking down like the the night before, um, because we broke down and finally cleared out the space um, the night before September 30th. I did it solo and I actually pulled, you know, a slight muscle tear in my arm, which I'm literally like four months now. I'm just basically healing from. But I wanted the effect of you seeing all of that for 30 days what it was and people going crazy right so people walking by one day and it being bone dry oh, empty yep like whoa what happened mm-hmm. how did they tear it down that quickly like right the same way it was when you would see subway cars pass with some really dope pieces on it and some of that stuff it was really fleeting you never saw it again if it weren't for the Henry Shelfons and Martha Coopers and Ernie's and Joe's and all those, you know, Jamel Shabazz and folks like that. Right. These memories are gone forever if it's not for those people. Right. So I wanted this to be the same thing. I wanted people who, those same gates, so they go past every day for work for those 30 days. They see this, they see something new and everything. And then one day they come past and it was a clean white slate. I, I like literally broke my, almost broke my arm trying to get it back to that dramatic effect for when. The, the commuters came because this was a Sunday night. Right. So when they came back, so when they came back on Monday morning, uh-huh. I wanted commuters to see just bright blank slate. Like everything is what gone. Happened? Yeah. And I bust my butt to do it to the point where I have a, a muscle tear in my arm, but I'm slowly healing up from it. Good. But you know, these are the virtues and the elements of hip hop that the average will miss. That me and Cole and D and Keo and everybody involved, we care about those kind of details. You know, and that's why we were so successful with this exhibit was because this was not like usually most exhibits you go to, um, especially artistic in nature. It's from one person's perspective, right? Where this is how this is what I want you to see 
of my works. You know, and this was not like that at all. This was totally something. It was like it was like writing a dope hip hop movie right. to me, where I knew who all the dope people I wanted to be in this movie were, and they all came through. Showed up for it. Nobody bitched and moaned. Nobody had any issues or anything. Every single person I asked to be involved with the exhibit was there with no hesitation. And that's not that's not something easy. That's how you know it's like it's a genuine and pure initiative. Yeah, because there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of egos involved in that. There's certain people that yeah. wouldn't want to give certain pieces to even be displayed or something like that. But there's a like you said, there's a huge importance even for like our generation. Like Forty Second Street was a, a big deal for us. Right. Like when we were growing up, like a lot of people from New York, we spent a lot of time there. That's have what like you first raps. discover. You first right. discover when you first start like venturing downtown. I went to Times Square. Like right. the whole like people who visit New York see Times Square in a totally different context from us. Right. Like Times Square was the adventure place for like yeah young people when you That's were first, first grown movie. up. Because yeah. number one, you knew you weren't supposed to be there. Right. Yeah, because there was still there was still like um, peep shows. Yeah. All, there's still right. a peep show on 42nd Street now. There's like, there was peep shows everywhere. There was <laughs> prostitutes, people, everything. All types of crazy, uh-huh. everything. So, it was important to take people back to that time to celebrate the fact that they survived it. Right. And that's what the exhibit did for a lot of people without us having to say, this is old 42nd Street. This is the dudes. Like, they didn't want that at all. Right. They made it clear. We're not trying to let nobody tell that story. Uh-huh. This is a new direction we're trying to go in. Right. Which is true because you said yes to somebody wanting to come in and bring a sneaker exhibit. Mm-hmm. Like after one phone call. Like the phone call that was it. Which, you know, I'll get into. There's more of it I get into in the mini doc series. Right. Um, again, on IGTV is at tour, T-O-U-R underscore F-T-F-U. Um two episodes out now a couple of nice interstitials to show you some stuff but we got a whole lot more content coming with that including some from you guys here at soul searching yes so i'm looking forward to seeing that too but um but that those those details we all took seriously those memories those um curated stories we all took seriously we took it important we took we made we made it of utmost importance to tell it right and because it was told right, it gives like an extra degree of context for people who just do not have that. Even for people that have lived in New York, like there was stuff I know I didn't know. I was right. I had no clue about living here. Like when you had you had the playlist listed up. Yeah. And when you told us about how how my Adidas wasn't was a response. Yep. To oh, felon felon sneakers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had no clue that that was a response track to that. Yeah. And that's like certain knowledge that you don't know, and it's 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 cool for us. And people talk about my Adidas like that is like one of the like gospel songs as far as like right. sneakers and hip hop. Yeah, and there's most people don't understand the context to and that song. Story. Right, they don't understand. And and you know it was you know I don't know if you guys saw it, but DMC was at the exhibit. Yeah, and he spoke for about five minutes about the song origins, his verse in particular. Right. And everything because, you know, the Port Authority officials told him, you're in this building already and you don't even know it. And he was like, what do you mean? And they took him right up to the second floor and showed him. And, showed him. and he just was like, yo, I just, he just went at it. We didn't ask for it. 
We weren't even there when he did it. Just That's naturally. crazy. The Port Authority officials taped that and sent it to us. That's amazing. That's amazing. So me and Cole were like, when was this? Yeah, right. <laughs> and why wasn't I here? And like, so, you know, to see e- e- emotions spark from people like DMC right. when he saw that entire exhibit and, yo, what is this? Like, and I'm a part of this? Like, I'm embodied in here? Like, signed pair of shoes. Like, my shoe, my signature shoe signed is in this exhibit. Right. And no one spoke to me. Like, they did this out of love for me. And he just... That's dope. You know? That's amazing. I think that's one of the things, too. I think we forget hip-hop's role when it comes to sneakers. Because a lot of the times we focus on the technology and the athletes... And rightfully yeah. so yeah. when it comes to basketball and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's it's the streets that make it cool to put something with with it. Like we make we make everything cool. Well, and here's I what I want to say on that, right? There's and I didn't I didn't I didn't really have the appreciation for both sides of the game until uh, we started OSD and we started, you know, working with brands and mm. you know, all of that. I only knew the side you just mentioned. Growing up, mm-hmm. because sneakers are hip hop, right, right, and they will forever be. So, this whole, you know, I won't get into the debate of whether sneaker culture is an actual culture. I think I've already talked talked about that at length and my feelings about it. But the part I don't like is when people try to separate sneakers from hip hop mm-hmm. and try to make it seem like. Everything that is cool and attention grabbing and generates the hype and everything now is sneakers all on its own. Right. And they totally deny the historical context that sneakers have as part of hip hop. That's what I'm always fighting against. That's what I'm fighting. The complexes, the sneaker news, the hype beast, the everybody on when they get it wrong. You know? Right. Yeah, those two are inextricably tied together. You can't, There's no way you can you put one separate the other. Yeah, you you can try. But as long as there are people like me around and people like you guys around who are going to check people, they won't be able to get away with it. So that was the other main point of the exhibit. The original title of the exhibit, and, you know, again, shout out to my co-curator, Cole. The original title of the exhibit was From the Feet Up. It started here first. But um, Cole said, you know, I get it because... You know, Cole's straight out of Jersey City, born and raised, graffiti artist. You know, he's you know done some great work with some great people in the game. He said, I think that that's just going to be too over the top. I think that's going to, you know, Scare make people, people scared. Yeah. And we're in a government building, mm-hmm. which, again, this is the first time anything like this has been on government property. Right. right? So I said, all right, I got a working title from the feet up sneakers, hip hop in New York City, which was my mentally politically correct version, (laughs) which that was the uh, kicking and screaming. All right. If you want to call it that. But he was there with me every step of the way. So when he said it, he said it because it was already in my head that that might be too much. That's why I already had the second title on deck. (laughs) You know, it wasn't like, oh, what are we going to do? I already had that like oh it might be too much let's give this secondary one a little bit of you know off to the side Uh and it turns out it was needed and it worked and it didn't marginalize anybody everybody embraced the exhibit but that was the point of it was again to say 
Okay, all of you folks who, you know, you follow, you know, whoever the hype beast sneaker YouTuber is and right. you read all of these sneaker websites and everything who get it wrong. This is the proper context for everything that you think is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right here, this is it. Right. You know, so that was the other, you know, more aggressive underlying point that I wanted to make with the exhibit. And, you know, again, another one that we successfully made. But I just don't like when people are always trying to revise. Trying to distort history. Distort history for marketing purposes. But more importantly, there's a sinister plan to write us out of everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. The irony in that is they also use rappers to push sneakers like the trend and don't see the correlation between the two there's there's a huge huge proliferation of rappers doing collaborations with sneakers whether it's Pusha T whether it's um um um, Travis Scott um even Virgil who's inextricably tied to Kanye like Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's not a dope designer but you don't see one without the other but it's all hip hop yeah yeah so you can't Acknowledge one aspect of the culture without the other. Right. Well, see, for me, the brands I don't hold in as critical regard because they do have a lot of work to do. My mm. problem is they're relying on the wrong people. Right. And my real gripe is with the quote unquote sneaker press, sneaker media, the ones who get money from certain companies to rewrite history just because the ad dollars came rolling. You know, that's what we're fighting against. We're fighting against that every day. Right. We're not fighting against the collaborations every day because even though it feels like it, collaborations don't come out every day. Gotcha. But every day you can go online and look at sneaker media. We look at all the sneaker sites. You're going to find something that is wrong, just flat out. You know? And I remember a time when um, this was a couple of years ago when the Rockefeller Air Force Ones were coming back out. Mm Mm-hmm. And fire, by the way. Okay, <laughs> fire. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> and um, Complex wrote an article talking about how Rockefeller Records made the Air Force Ones hot. So I was like, what? That's Scooby Doo. So I said, what? <laughs> so, so somebody like me who's been around a long time, you right. go. So they made Uptown's hot. And then on the debris of the laces, it says established 1982. When did Rockefeller Records come out? So for me, I'm like, okay, the revisionist history is just really appalling. Something in the milk ain't clean, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing that shit back. Something in the milk ain't clean. I'm bringing that back. But it was because they ended up, you know, that year was a big push from Nike. Right. You know, number one, the, the hype behind those shoes, which, um, for the record, kid, if you ever get a chance to look at those re-releases... Compared, They're not the same. Totally They're not. not. The same. No, I, I get that. Totally not. And that was just because that's what Nike does from time to time, is they'll play on nostalgia and hype and push something out, and it's being pushed to a less critical customer who just wants to have it. Right. right. Like... You always see like in, And we talk about this All the time on the podcast Even with like Re-releases and Jordan And stuff like There's always just that One little tweak That's it's just not the same Whether it's like a, 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 a type of elephant print On like a Jordan Or like a certain P 
pain or something something's always just a little bit off i don't know if it if it's because well part of it might be because they're, um they're just pushing the nostalgia and not putting the effort and the quality attached to it some of it might be because like they they don't have the resources to the exact same materials but i feel like more of it is because they they're, they're pushing just enough so you can feel like you have something tangible mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing yeah and you can always tell when you go to like a con if you go you know bring a, a I don't know an Olympic 7 and then you bring a new love 7 Out, outside of the, the heart there's a whole different context to the, um, the shoes that's mm-hmm. totally different so yeah I totally agree with you on that yeah so I, I'm you know I'm not as at the brands because when they do want to call and want to get it right they do call right you know it may not be me or D all the time, but they do call mm. certain people when they have a vested interest in getting it right. But the sneaker media is a serious problem right. because they're not calling anybody. They're just paying a bunch of people to write bullshit. Right. And the only way to fight that is to own our stories. So the same way we used to celebrate record labels and, and artists who own their masters. Right. We need to own our stories. We need to own them and tell them and push them out there to battle against that crap that comes out every day. Absolutely. Another point to the exhibit. Right. We own the masters to that. Yeah. You know, very little media covered that that is outside of hip hop. I think Fox 5 came and did a quick, you know, New York Minute thing with it. Which, you know, that's one of those things where you see it or you don't. That's Mm -hmm. it. Um but ESPN, Bobito Show, that's hip hop. They covered it. Right. You know, Hollywood Shuffle, hip hop. They covered it. Um, my man, Kick Game, Rick James, he has his own show called Kicking Knowledge. He covered it. Um, there's a couple other outlets, you know, Video Music Box, you know, you guys. That's us. That's right. all us with the media coverage, with us circulating and pushing the story. Right. It wasn't CNN wasn't CBS, wasn't Complex, it wasn't Sneaker News, it wasn't any of those sites where it's like, okay, what's the real agenda here? Right. right. Everybody that covered it really had a vested interest in covering it because they enjoyed it. It meant something to them. Right. That's what we need to get back to on a whole with everything that belongs to us. Mm-hmm. And we need to keep it within ourselves. That, that's, that's real true. It's like what I said earlier when we were talking about you know, the shoes, you know, why do we give a crap what sneaker news rating system is? Right. That's yeah. nice. You have a rating system for you. Right. That doesn't affect me. In that any should not, way. that should not give hold any weight with us right. because we own sneaker culture. You don't, exactly. you just document it and cover it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the same thing with the Rolling Stones and everybody else with these publications. Right. Even, you know, former employer of mine. I was there seven years. MTV. Why do people get so upset when they come out with a 10 hottest rappers list? Right. MTV you know, won't even show you rap. Rapper, exactly. Unless you go way down MTV2 and... MTV Jams. You know, Jams, and they own some sub-branded channel that you uh-huh. can't even really get half the time. I like, know, you got to pay extra for that. Yep. So, <sighs> it don't hold no order. weight. It don't hold no weight with us, right. and we have to stop treating it like it does. Right, it actually means something. It doesn't. You know, we we you know, I'm saying the collective we, but not us in this room. But we out here arguing over these things like there's so much validity to it. Right, and it annoys me. And we are the only ones that give the validity to it because 
we set the standards. Literally <laughs> ten years ago, these things didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do it with our artists. Yeah. I mean, you too old to rap. Rolling Stones is seventy years old. Still torn. Seventy and seventy-five years old. Still playing the same songs, making millions. Right. Which and we're gonna tell a guy in our community, yo, you fifty, you still putting out albums? Yeah. That's honestly something like yeah, absolutely right. We're like one of the very few communities that like we we chastise and we don't embrace old age. Yeah, we don't no. embrace wisdom. I, don't I mean, I I mean, I get the 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 conundrum we're in as a hip hop generation. It was started as a youth movement, right? Against you know systematic oppression and racism, you know mm-hmm. anti gangs. I get that. It was started as a reactionary youth movement, right? Anyone who's listening to this and you did not know that. You know it now. You're welcome. <laughs> but we can't allow those people who have boots on the ground and they put in the work and they've been passionate about it and everything mm-hmm. to reach a certain age where we say, all right, Duke. Time for you to get out of here. So <laughs> peace. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just, you know, go ahead, you know, move into your nice house with your little wife and your kids and just live your life out there. Go ahead, bro. Just we'll talk. We'll talk about you. If you right. got it, you got it, man. I feel like if at any age, if you if you at a certain point, and you have something valid to say, that's also the thing that is going to be part of my random yeah, if, if, motherfucking. If you have thought. something valid to say, then it's like you need to listen. Because I wanted to ask when it comes to to the youth, mm-hmm. because this was an exhibit where I feel if you're thirty and under, you didn't know about half of the stuff that was in there. Yeah, but you know what I found out was, and I don't know what the numbers are in this because obviously with it being on view 24 hours a day, I'm not standing there 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. but people would tell me, I dragged my son to that exhibit. I took pictures and showed my daughter. Uh, I know of one person who she brought her whole summer camp. Of kids up to Times Square to the that's exhibit. beautiful, honestly. Uh-huh. That's and beautiful. she took pictures of her with her her summer camp with her kids up at the exhibit. Right. You know, so there are people who are willing to make the effort to bridge the gap, which is what the problem is. Right. Problem is, there's no one bridging the gap. Mm-hmm. The old folks are getting pissed at the young folks for making more money than they ever made. Right. And the young folks are like, "Won't these old people stop rapping and get out the way?" Yeah, so we can make. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like. There's a real disconnect there that needs to be fixed. Because even within our generation, like you have people who don't even know who like Tribe and De La Soul are and and Farside, like trying to have those conversations with people. And it's like I know that wasn't like exactly our era, but it's become so easy now to go back and listen. And dope is dope. No that's when it that's the thing that like fascinates me about the younger generation i'm not saying that you are obligated to listen to older things but the fact that we're in a generation where you have the ability to access it so easy what what's it gonna hurt you like go listen to some tribe go listen to some stakes is high go listen to you know go go listen to some diggable planets like these are this some there's some really dope stuff out there that could even inspire help you. Yes, <laughs> inspire or foster some creativity in yourself. Well, you know what's interesting? Here's the thing, right? And I didn't realize this. I have a 20 year old. So, well, he's 18, not 20. But I have a son who, when he was younger, you know, I've introduced Gavin, literally, it's my son's name, um, to Maceo de la Soul, 
Ali Shaheed. Mm. You know, you know, all of these folks who I know, the DJ spinners and all these folks who I know, I've introduced and my son has been with pictures, everything, told him oh, wow. listen to music, everything. He Fuck has the shit, background, man. right? Right. But if you take his iPhone from him and check his playlist, oh no, oh, it's, it's, it's going to be the young. I'm, I'm just saying, like, but I said to him, but then this is where I'm going with it, right? I said, I don't mind that you listen to that. I'm not knocking you because this is what they're making for you guys to digest. Right. But what is your criteria for what you choose to listen to? What is your criteria for what you like? What makes a good song for you? Mm-hmm. And he was like. The word samosa is stupid because again we're talking about a kid who has a hundred and two average in school. Okay. He's like the word samosa is stupid, so I'm just listening to the music. I was like, so you're not even really, you're like totally moving past the words of all these songs. He's like, yeah. It's just instrumental for him. <laughs> he said, he said, he said it's just ambiance. Yep. That's what he called it. Uh-huh. But flip side of that. If he was going to get into the business as an artist or on any level with music, right. he would have been obligated to do his homework properly. I would have made sure he did. Right. You're going to go back and you're going to listen. And so just if you're context. just if, if if you're just you know your average kid just trying to make it through life and you listening to whatever, I mean, I don't feel like you're obligated to know all of that stuff. Right. You're just not. I mean, my son just has one of those dads who's been in the business with that right. stuff. I don't think kids are obligated if they're just a casual listener. But if you want to get in this on any level, right? you got homework to do. You got history to dig up. You got people to talk to. There's a bunch of stuff that needs to be done. You know, I don't want to put that much pressure on the casual listener. Because, again, they're casual listeners. So we're in an era where you don't even physically own songs anymore. So... That's Why true. put that pressure on a casual listener like who's gonna have a song on his playlist today and next week it's told the playlist gonna be totally new right. with some other they, shit next week. They rely on they rely on Spotify to tell them what to listen to. Well, not even that. It's just this music used to be created in such a physical, tangible way. Right. Music is not tangible and physical anymore. You can go through and create an entire song that will never exist on a cassette, CD, record, okay. anything. Yep. If you don't want it to It'll stay in the computer and It'll just it. stay as a digital file uh-huh. So there's no I remember when that record came out I had to go to the record store Or right. I left it in my car And they broke into my car And stole my CDs Or mm-hmm. I remember I dropped this record And it cracked right. Or right. even for me Like <laughs> As a music producer We didn't have Pro Tools And all the digital stuff That you guys have for editing And making music now If we messed up on a mix We had to Go all the way back To the beginning And do it in real time again You know So There's all of those Emotional and You know Time spent connections To the music And the arts That don't exist anymore So I get it But we wanted to make the point With the exhibit That There was a time Before you Right so everything that you enjoy the the comforts of and it's so easy for you, mm-hmm. this represents all the real work that was being done. Right. And it's so again, like I said, it's something we tend to forget. We take for granted because stuff is a lot easier now, and we take it for granted and we forget who paved the way sometimes because they didn't make as much money as as people do now off of just SoundCloud rap. No, they didn't. <laughs> Not at all. Nowhere Fucking, near. If you are not the, one of the top five rappers, you are making average yes. 20, 30,000 a year, bro. Like now. Uh, now. 
I'm talking about now. Right. If you are not fucking Drake or Kendrick or Cole, you are making like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. I make more money than you. I know <laughs> rappers like to act like they got money, but uh, I promise you, <laughs> I make more money than you. But it was funny. I was listening. with a pension. <laughs> and health benefits. And, and health, health benefits. benefits. My 401k is stacked, baby. <laughs> now nah, I was listening to to uh, to Spaceship by Kanye yesterday, mm-hmm. and Consequence verse came on, and he mm-hmm. was talking about like in '96 he was on like he was on with Tribe, and he's rapping on tracks with Dilla, and he was talking about how he ended up he had to work a regular job, and someone approached him like, "Yo, ain't you the dude from the Tribe Called Quest video?" And it's like. Young Jack, yeah, right. like, Young Jack drives people. <laughs> Whatever, we're not gonna go there because Young saying, Jack was offended yeah. by that. But still, like, it's crazy. They what? They didn't make up. They didn't make a lot back then. Like these dudes. There's people who are not making money now. Now, right? Yeah. But see, it's fine. Right. It's fine to perpetuate the illusion. Fake it till you make it. Everyone wants to roll with a winner. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. That's fine if that's the route you want to take to make it to where you want to make. It. Right. But, if you get called out on it, which is what people are prone to do with social media these days, call you out on your stuff, then that's just a consequence to you having to play that role. Yeah, you got to charge that to the game, man. Yeah, you do. You can't get mad at somebody for shaming you because sh- you shame on you for trying to fool them. You know, you wasn't coming correct. Pop Smoke's mom just had to fucking put up, put up her whole house right. to get him out of jail. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? He fucking goes to like events and pulls up a stack of money. To prove that he has that money. money that he really doesn't have, that he doesn't actually have. <laughs> he really doesn't have. That yeah. was so. That was one more thing I wanted. I wanted to ask you before yeah. we wrap it up. Uh, when it came to yeah, when it came to um certain things like when you said the Latin quarters, mm-hmm. when you pointed out Kiss FM, these are things that they don't exist anymore. No. And I think that's one of the issues that we have is that nowadays, I think especially with the kids, like there's nowhere for them to go to. Like I was watching Hip Hop Evolution mm-hmm. and they were talking how about how Washington Square Park was where you went to freestyle. Yeah. And like if you was nice and you had bars, you had to hold it down. If not, you out of here. Can, can I say this? Mm-hmm. Just one thing, because I, I want to shout out these people. Okay, Union Square Cipher. That is one yeah. of the few places yeah. in New York City yeah. today yeah. that you can go to and really spit. Yeah. I used to do it. Joey used to do it. All the people in our group do it. There's people that still do it today. That's one of the very few places in New York City where you can find that. Yeah. Right. But besides that, it's getting really, really hard to find those types mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. I but think- I mean, there are no destinations. There right. are no in- intentional destinations for us anymore like okay there's clubs all over new york but which one is our club right which one is the tunnel right you know which one is union square Mm -hmm. you know which one you know are those right you know we don't have those anymore that's missing nowadays like even the kiss fm like i know we have kiss fm 98.7 now is espn radio Radio. right you listen to Stephen a smith on there now like that that doesn't exist anymore and I want to say, I mean, and this is not a knock to Hot 97 and Power 105.1 because they are, quote unquote, our radio destinations. Right. But, you know, again, those are 
you know, they're businesses. We see them as the businesses they are, as opposed to yeah, when Kiss FM and BLS were rocking only Friday and Saturday nights for right. hip hop, where you had to be committed to that time you frame. Had to be there to listen to Red Alert. Like you had to sit by your radio. I don't know any kid that's mad he misses listening to Power 105 or Hot 97 on Friday night <laughs> between nine and midnight. Right. I don't know any kid that's like, mad at that. Even when we was growing up, like the, I would stay up every Thursday night late to listen to DJ K. Slade yeah. to hear the latest Papoose verse. Just no, cause. I, don't, I don't think anybody's mad at that. Right. You know, like they right. used to be because you had to be committed to the time and the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, all of that is gone. Get it. I'm okay with it. Right. You know, but again, like the overall point of the entire thing, and you guys are doing it because you're here, we got to own our stories. Yes. Just like people own music masters, mm-hmm. we need to be very um, diligent about the way those stories are told. Right. We got to own them and we need to make sure that they get out there the right way. And they don't even have to be the highest quality. Right. You know? This mini doc series is shot in 4K, but it ain't got perfect audio. You know, we didn't use a gang of color correction and special effects. We're like, right. no, we wanted to be just like the Deuce. Right. The we way wanted, it was originally. We wanted that whole energy to be soaked up, you know. You and, that griminess a little bit. And it's sort of a simile for, you know, what New York is all about. There's high energy, but there's a whole lot going on where you need to pay attention and focus, but you can't because there's something going on over there. But you got to watch this guy over here and you're going to miss your train if you ain't moving fast enough. And <laughs> so all these things that we have to do as New Yorkers that people don't get. Right. So I kind of wanted to immerse a little bit of that into the content for the mini doc series. I didn't want it to be super well polished produced, you know, shot in 4K. Yes. But like some of the audio and then there's people moving in and out and all kind of crazy stuff that is Times Square that we wasn't going to leave out. That's how it actually was. Yep. So we got to own them. I, I own everything in terms of the stories, in terms of being able to articulate it and make sure that people see it. And I take that really seriously. Own it. So That's again, important. you know, the mini doc series is out. Yes, IG TV series. Um, I'm also posting it on Facebook watch parties. Um, might do a little bit of LinkedIn. I mean, that's a business site too, yeah, right? That's a business you know? site. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it really was shot intentionally to go along and coincide with the Instagram page for the exhibit. Right. So it's on tour t o u r underscore f t f u. Um, all episodes and the interstitials and everything will be there, but there'll be other places too: Facebook, Twitter, you'll see LinkedIn. We'll you'll, you'll see it, of course. Yeah, and we got some more content coming from the good old folks at Soul Search, and hey. they did an incredible job with a hey. little tour in there too. So it was a good, it was a good video. Kid, it was, it was fun. You did your thing. Listen, yeah, I, I, I do what I can. Brother. This is a talented brother. Right I do what I can. I do what Very I can. Man. That boy, good. He is. He is. Joe, Joey is ducking you. Uh, no, no. He said he said you upped the fee to sixty percent? No, it was at thirty five when I walked in, but if he wanted to up it to sixty, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sean is Joey's manager, in case I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Only when he's in my space. Right, right. Anything else that he does when he's out doing his thing? That, that's on him. That's on him. He gets to keep all that. There's money. no budget for the videos. <laughs> no budget. No, nah, it's, it's, it's budget. It's based on how much data. Well, it's we on, have a conversation. It's, it's, how, it's, how much, it's how much data he got on his phone. <laughs> you still on 3G? Come on. <laughs> you still got the flip phone? You got a Razor? You got a, a Motorola Razor? And Razors are back. Don't play. Listen. Okay. We need that tech. I, I like... 
banging the phone on somebody. I miss that. I miss <laughs> banging the phone on someone. Take that. I know you never. You don't. You don't get the tactile feeling of yeah. pressing like a this little is, thin. Yeah, it's not the same. And you then gotta you press it too hard, you break it. Right. You got to bang the phone on somebody. Sean, we appreciate you. No, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you guys always having me up here to share my journey, man. Appreciate y'all. Nah, of course. It's all up, man. Now you know. It's time. Can I just get my shit out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's random thought time. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, kid. Do Listen. yours. I got one for Sean that he hasn't heard yet, so oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody loves it. I told you, kid. Every episode. That's it. That's because it sounds like the beginning of summertime. He's channeling that. Who doesn't Uh, love summertime? That's a fact, though. See? Okay. But while we're going to keep my random thought in rap. Go ahead. Kendrick Lamar, get the fuck out of here. Whoa, whoa, wait. Hey, hey. Hey. Listen, shut up. I want to hear this. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not I don't want to hear nothing about no Drake. I don't want to hear nothing about no fucking Travis Scott. I don't want to hear nothing about no fucking Cardi B. What about no Westside? Lil Nas X. That's my nigga, though. <laughs> uh, who is? Who is that? Westside. Westside gun. <laughs> but I don't want to hear nothing about no fucking Griselda. I'm about to play for you the top five yes. best rapper yes. of all time Do it, 2020. Yes, uh, I'm with you. We are here. Uh, Sean. When you hear these bars, he's fire. Do it. I promise you, he's fire. Yes, already. I know what he's saying. Best rapper 2020 fight me. No, wait. I, we gotta tell we gotta tell Sean the backstory off the mic when it oh comes to this God. song. Because right, your random thought though. I want your because I got one tonight. Oh yes, he's on a great takeaway. Yes, okay, good. When is fight me, best rapper? I wish you kid. I wish you kid. 100 percent I'm with you. Okay, my random thought. Now, oh, Antarctica <laughs> is one of the most wild places in the world. This is a place that has never been conquered, never been a territory to any country, nothing like that, ever. And I believe that there is something in Antarctica that's something, I don't know what it is, but there's something there. And I think Hollywood has a reflection on real life. And if you remember in Transformers, these Transformers were unhatched in Antarctica. All experiments go down first in Antarctica. That's all I'm saying. The last, the, you see, he's a grin. Look at this. I'm speaking facts. Listen, the last person who tried to take Antarctica and claim it as a land for themselves was Adolf Hitler. 
and his him and his people that tried to take over literally disappeared. There is no trace of these people. Well, Hitler did. He killed himself. Well, not yeah. <laughs> That's all you see. What I'm saying yeah, he killed. Himself. He killed himself because he saw. Once he there. went down there, he was like, "Whoa." I don't want to be alive for this. You know what? Wow. White purity, it's over. It don't matter. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It don't matter. I'm done. That's all I'm saying. Antarctica is some shit. It's some Lovecraftian shit. And I believe we it. We don't know what it is, and we never will. So you're basically saying there's an episode of Stranger Things that just hasn't been filmed yet, and it's basically. Be. I'm gonna keep it a thousand. If I, if, <clears throat> I'm gonna keep it a thou wow. If I had the opportunity to like, like if. I was like an old man And I've done everything That I need to do mm-hmm. I want to go there Yeah Like just end Let me just I, end I'm good there. I can end it there That's fine But I want to see I just want to see it Like I don't got to Tell nobody nothing I don't mm-hmm. want to come back from it I just want to see it There goes so. y'all new album Conversations with Optimus You see Hey <laughs> Hey Track number two Talk to Bumblebee yeah. Let's hey, do it Let that be the last episode Of Soul <laughs> Search We're going to do it On Antarctica We're going to do it <laughs> Oh, Rockin' Uggs 20, <laughs> 2045. <laughs> no. I'm with it. I'm no, with it. No, what did I that, start? That, that's all I got to say. What Man, do you think? My random thought is so lame compared to you guys. <laughs> No desire to share mine anymore. Come on, man. Come on. I'm not share my random thoughts. Let's anymore. do it. We got JD's revenge at Antarctica <laughs> Day. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. JD's, JD's revenge. revenge. JD's I'm with it. I'm with that. I'm oh. totally about that. Oh man. I'm, I'm just saying. Do you agree about Antarctica? What do you think? I don't know. It, 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 it'll take some thought. That, that's all I ask. When I say these things, that's all I ask. So people to here's, here's the secret to Mike's conspiracies. As long as you thought about it, he's right already. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to still think about it, he won already. Yeah, he, he, won. Won. he won. He won. There's logic behind it. That's all <laughs> that I'm saying. And not for nothing, I want my flowers with Stevie Wonder. When it comes out that oh, he could see. Yeah, oh, that one. I want my. Did you know? <laughs> There's more people seeing it. Did you not hear Lionel Richie's story? No. He says Stevie Wonder got in a car at his house with Lionel Richie in the passenger seat, put it in reverse, and backed out of his driveway and started maniacally laughing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? What reason does Lionel Richie have to lie about that? Come know. on, man. This man can see. That's all I'm saying. I'm calling it. it the world is over after this. <laughs> he can see. The world is over after I'm this. I'm just saying. All the Antarctic <laughs> creatures are gonna come because of fucking Antarctic. Because <laughs> fucking global warming. All, all the transformers are gonna. Come. Hey, look! It's melting the ice. It's, it's melting, melting the ice. ice. All those Lovecraftian creatures are gonna come, and that's oh, it. Man. That's all I'm saying. I just want to hear this song afterwards. <laughs> I just want to hear. That, I just want to go out with that song. Be giving the robots a boop bop. <laughs> hey, look at that. <laughs> look what I did! Oh, man. oh my said, goodness! Look what I did. <laughs> Yo, oh shit, Sean, we appreciate you so nah, much. This is fun, man. Thank y'all as always. Thank you for always pulling up. Like I said, it's not a special guest no more. Said, Give robots a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show, family, man. Like, really appreciate it. For it was real, really real. dope, honestly. Thank y'all. Man. Thank you. Thanks. Again, where can people find you one more time? Say it slow All so right. the slow people can get it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> best way to reach me these days is through the internet. So, on IG, mm-hmm. OSD underscore P A P E R C H A S R. That's OSD underscore Paper Chaser. And if you want to see all of the. Um, 
items that were in the exhibit as well as the mini doc series it is tour t-o-u-r underscore f-t-f-u that's not going anywhere we're still adding content you know time soon on a regular basis so and you are at uh ah l-i-m college doing a social studies for graduate students starting tomorrow yes actually so i'll be there for the rest of the semester and then we'll see if that turns into a regular thing where uh if it is social studies will be an accredited program at lim college here in new york city that's amazing i'm taking that class that's for damn sure i will pull up for that the state we pays for my classes listen that's what i'm saying look you're gonna get your money from the doe from us (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready for that hey Hey. Uh, like follow us on IG Soul Three Searching underscore Soul Searching on Twitter. Again, you give us five stars. Anything less than five stars, you are a hater. Your mom and dad raise you right. Follow this good brother, like he said. OSD Paper Chaser Williams. Tor underscore FTFU. Again, Tor underscore FT. F-U Yep And it's F-U If you don't follow them It's that simple <laughs> You get a boot box Yeah oh, you get a boot box boot box get a boot box That's it Appreciate you my brother JD Trevins baby Hey <laughs> I love it I Yo. love it Yo He was rapping though Son he was yeah. Was he not rapping Wait, so he, he was rapping, rapping. He was battling